0: hello and welcome to the Jewelry report today i'm going to be talking to you out of the book of psalms psalms 105 It is glorious to read the Psalms. Oh, there's so much comfort. There's so much edification. There's just so much ministry that takes place in the book of Psalms when you begin to meditate on the Word of God. Psalms 105. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing to Him. Sing Psalms to Him talk you of all his wondrous works. Glory you in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Continually we seek him. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders, and the judgments of his mouth. There is so much to be thankful for. There is so much for us to give thanks unto the Lord and to call upon his name, because he he is doing great things in the face of the earth and he is great he is the alpha and the omega he is the beginning and the end he is the great and morning star and we praise him today we worship him today here on the joy report it is a sunny day here on the joy report because we have jesus and we know that we win <laughs> from genesis to revelations we win we're more than victorious we have the victory amen I want to read to you verse 6. It says, Oh, you seed of Abraham, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen. Well, you know that Abraham had two sons. He had Ishmael and he had Isaac. But Isaac was the promised seed, that the Spirit of God came upon And came and visited Abraham and Sarah and said that he would bless them with a child, with a promised seed. And so this child is Isaac. And so Isaac comes from the lineage of Jacob. Verse 7, He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. That's right, all the earth and the fullness thereof. God is the creator of heaven and earth. And His judgments are in all the earth. You know the law of gravity. Have you ever stood on a table and reached down? You know, and you start to reach for something, that all of a sudden you feel you're the gravity taking you and pulling you down. Well, there's so many things that are in the earth today. Just like gravity, just like seed time and harvest. It's so beautiful because God has put them in place just for you and I. Verse 8, He has remembered His covenant forever. This is God. He remembered His covenant forever and ever. The word which He commanded to a thousand generations. Think about that. A thousand generations He commanded His covenant verse 9, which covenant he made with Abraham in his oath to Isaac. That's his agreement that he made with Jacob, his blessed seed, Isaac. He made it with Abraham, falls to Jacob, is in the line of Isaac. Amen. Verse 10, and confirm the same to Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. That's right. We have a covenant with our heavenly father that the chosen of God, the children of promise called Israel in line of Jacob and not Esau, whom they were called Israel or Israelites and a people whom that serve the Lord, that trust the Lord, that obey the Lord. O oh, ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob. It is glorious to be a child of God. It is glorious to have covenant with the Lord. It is glorious to have a a defining relationship. Because God is always confirming His word. He's always confirming His truth. He is the righteous judge. In verse 11, saying to you, "'Will I give the land of Canaan a lot of your inheritance?' verse 12 when they were but a few men in number yet very few strangers in it it was temporary they were just residents passing through but these covenants are everlasting covenants that he's given to you and I and they are beautiful because we are the promised seed of Abraham Abraham had many sons and we are one of them and so we have that authority Thousand generations, the blessings of the Lord coming upon us, and it is so glorious because Jesus is coming back, He's coming back for His church. And when we are in covenant with the Father, we are in one with Him. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, know that you are a child of the King, you are a child, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because we're hid in Christ Jesus. Because when we receive the covenant? when we receive who we are and we receive him into our spirit, into our hearts and say, yes, Lord, with our free will, he comes and he takes a boat on the inside of you. He comes and takes up residence on the inside of you. And he's going to lead you and guide you and direct you into all truth. But there's something that you must do. You must work on yourself. Yes. You must work on those areas of weakness that you have on the inside of you. Because the Word is medicine. It's life and health and healing to all those that find it. And when you take the medicine of God's Word on those weaknesses, every person has weaknesses. Somewhere in their being, they have a weakness that they have to take to the altar. That they have to ask God to come and to fill them afresh and anew every day. To drive out whatever that weakness is, you know. When I was in Bible school, they talked about the three G's, the gold, the glory, the girls. And those three G's were what took people out. They were what held people back. And so the gold that you can't touch the gold. Can't touch the girls. You can't touch the gold, the glory. Come on. You can't Rise up and think that it's you've done it. It, it. That it's a gift. It's a gift that God puts on you. You can't take the glory upon yourself. It's God. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. You're just a vessel. You are the pot. He's the potter. You are the clay. He molds you and makes you. But you have to realize that He took the foolish things to confine the wise. So He took people to bring them up to put a gift on them. And you know the gifts are offices that people stand in. And the gifts are glorious that are given from the Father above. It says every good and pure and perfect gift comes from the Father above where there is no variableness or shadow of turning. And so once these gifts are given, they are given. And they are beautiful gifts that are given to the body of Christ that are put into men and women of God, those that have been set apart, that have been called and appointed and anointed. And so these gifts set upon them, and these gifts are given by the Almighty. God. And so He doesn't take His gifts back once He places them upon men and women. The gifts, when they're given, they're given. There is no turning back. <laughs> he doesn't take them back. They are given. And so therefore, there's an anointing. There's a power in those gifts that He has given. He drops them on men and women for the edifying, for the use in the body of Christ to bring us into wholeness, into healing, one with Him. Because because they're the, his personal messenger you know And a lot of times you know he called people his prophets because they were his special messengers that they had the ear of their Heavenly Father and that they had the eyes and they could see and so then they would share what they heard and what they saw but these gifts are a little different once they're on there they're established in that person but then there's twofold because that person still has to develop they still have to develop their personhood They have to develop. The, the good and the pure and the perfect things that God has given and and allow the things of the flesh and the carnal mind and renew their minds daily to read, to study, to pray and to build up their their natural man, to build up themselves in the things of God and not allow their weaknesses to take them out, not allow those carnal things because the gift is is irrevocable. It's not, you cannot, it will never leave that person no matter what that person decides to get themselves into. No matter what that person yields to. See, there's two part being here. <laughs> a spirit and a soul. The gift is given to the spirit. The gift is given to that the spirit of that man. And so that man, it, there is no handing it back. It's on there. It is on there. And they're going to walk in that. They're going to flow in that. It's powerful. But the person that is in and that is operating that gift they must too do something with themselves with their natural thinking with their natural mind they must submit to the will and purpose of God because that same anointing that's on the gift can actually cause a person to self-destruct because they've got to keep themselves in a posture in a relationship with the heavenly father so that that gift can be more beautiful so that they are walking in tune, walking and yielding to the power and the presence of God in their own natural life and their own way of thinking that it's in line with the word of God, that it doesn't go against the counsel of God. Did you ever wonder what the seven things that God hated, what he detests? You know, sometimes people don't like that word hate, but God, he does hate sin and he positions us to hate it as well, because these are the seven things that God hates. It's found in Proverbs 6, verse 16 through 19, and I'm going to be reading it out of the New Living Translation. There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue. Hands that kill the innocent. A heart that plots evil. Feet that race to do wrong. A false witness who pours out lies. A person who sows discord in a family. Did you notice out of those that the two of them are talking about lying? So obviously lying is a weakness of man. And if if that is not put under, come on, by the word of God by the presence of God coming into your being and driving out sickness, driving out impurities, driving out things that are of the world, that nature, that old fallen nature of the world. It's got to be driven out so that you are not going back and forth, teetering, tottering, and that you surely are not, you're not involved in these things that God hates As a man or woman of God, you have to guard your heart, guard your mouth, guard your lips, guard your mind. For out of it flows the issues of life. You've got to guard your thought life. Take every thought captive so you're not thinking on those things, those wrong thoughts that you're thinking and meditating on the Word of God. So, therefore, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, whatever you've been doing and thinking and saying, your heart is going to be full of that. And then you are Going to start speaking it out of the abundance of your words. So the Bible says that we would let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouth, but that which is good to edify, that may minister grace to the hear. So there's something about putting a muzzle on your lips and your mouth. There's something about the bridle, the bridle as a bit, you know. And so there's life and death in the power of the tongue. But these seven things that God detests: a lying lip. He detests a liar, a false witness who pours out lies. So these are slander. These are untruths. These are gossip. They're things that are spoken in secret. And then they start speaking at them in the public and start swaying people's opinions. But God detests this. God does not. He says he hates these seven things and that we need to steer clear of the seven things God hates so that we can be upright and pleasing to our heavenly. Father, 24 hours a day that we're continually working on our personhood. I don't even know if that's a word, but our person and who we are, you know, our integrity, our character, who we are at the core of our being that people can look at you and they know that you are a lover of the father that they know they can see that Shekinah glory shining forth they can hear it from your lips they can sense the presence of of heaven when you come around that you just bring joy that you bring peace and that you bring just a wonderful presence about you like a a wall of fire because the God says that I would put send his ministering angels around about you like a wall of fire I love and Psalms 91, where it's talking about that the angels, that the angels, <laughs> they are bringing special messages. And so therefore, we, as we pray Psalms 91 over our family, over our lives, over our ministries, God's coming. God's coming to the rescue. He's coming to perform his word. He's watching to and fro over the whole earth to perform his word. And it is so powerful. So just know in Proverbs 16, it's Proverbs 6, 16, 19 those are the seven things that the Lord hates so study up on that know those things and say no I'm not going to partake in that I'm not going to partake in those lies and I'm going to confess my faults one to another I'm not going to be lying because that God is steering us clear from that because you know what when you get over into strife every evil work is there and so we are the children of light so we got to keep ourselves in the light stay in your lane don't get outside of your lane stay where. God has you, stay in that perfect will and that perfect plan for your life. And don't get out of it for anybody or anyone because God calls you, God equips you. And you know, even in the Testament, it talks about the prophets. When he called them, he equipped them. And he even said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So God was protecting them. He is protecting you and I all through the day, all through the hour, because we ask him, you know, that he knows that what we have Need of before we even ask him, but he says you must ask. So the one that's praying is going to get the word. You know, they always say the one that speaks the loudest is going to be heard. <laughs> you know, in the natural, you know, maybe they're complaining about something, they're in a shop or something, you know, and they're like, Get that man to be quiet, right? Shut him down, <laughs> make him happy, right? So we know that God is in the people business. He loves people. He loves you and I. And there isn't anything that he wouldn't do. You know that he went after the one... He left the herd. He left the others. And He went after the one. And so God's concerned about you and I. He's concerned about our lips. He's concerned about what we're talking about. He's concerned about what we're meditating on through the day. He's concerned about the direction and the things that we're devising. That we're not devising evil plots. That we're not speaking ill of those around about us. That we're speaking blessing. Yes, you can share the facts if you have the facts. Yes, you can share the truth. Because God and the Holy Spirit are in the truth. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. And it's so beautiful. You know in Psalms 118.8 it says that. God is perfecting all that concerns you. So let that be your portion today. Let that be in your heart today. You know, there was a man that was raised from the dead, Daniel EkaChua, And it was really interesting because have you ever met anybody in the flesh and really know somebody or been sitting next to them or been able to have a conversation that they went to heaven or they went to hell and they came back to talk about it? Well, this young man, Daniel EkaChua, he is from Nigeria. Nigeria. It says, This is the remarkable story of a Nigerian pastor, Daniel Ekachua, who was fatally injured in a car accident near the town of Anishta, Nigeria, Africa, on November 30th, 2001, during a dramatic journey to a hospital and a worry. Nigeria, He lost all life signs and was later pronounced dead by two different medical staff in two different hospitals. The latter wrote a medical report and commissioned the corpse to the mortuary. But Daniel's wife remembered a verse in scripture from Hebrews 11. Where a woman received their dead raised to life again. So, Daniel's wife, she heard about a meeting where evangelist Reinhard Bunke was going to preach and proceeded by bringing Daniel's body in his coffin. He had already been a bomb, he had been a with all the fluids that had taken out. He had sticks in his nose, the way that they a bomb in Nigeria, Africa. He smelled like a bombing fluid. Here they bring Daniel in the coffin, they bring him to the meeting. And the story in this video tells all about Daniel's occurrence, how he went to heaven, how he was there in hell, how he what he saw, how he was taking notes, (laughs) and how that he came back to life. And you know, the American preachers did not want him to preach and share some of the things that he saw because there were preachers in hell. How can there be preachers in hell? How can there be preachers in hell? And they didn't want to have to explain things to their congregations or people because this Nigerian had had this out-of-body experience and he died. Well, it wasn't just out-of-body. He died. Dornet died. You know, it, he was dead, dead, pronounced by two mortuaries. And so here he comes back to life to tell about what he saw, what he heard. And the American preachers did not want him to tell it. They did not want him to put it in this video. They were discouraging him to, to put out everything that he saw and he heard. So, how can that be? Because the gifts and callings are irrevocable. And so, once a gift's gift is given, into an individual it will always be upon their life no matter what they do decide they, if they decide to turn from the things of God if they decide to go in a whole other direction and not even receive salvation they can go away from God and go and choose to do a whole different lifestyle but that anointing is still upon them for that gift and they can still operate all day long in that gift and so there are preachers in hell that are you that are preaching because they chose different lifestyle patterns they chose different ways and did not went against the counsel and the knowledge of God for their lives for their for all the instruction that was given they started to partake of things of the world things of the flesh things that that that, their weaknesses took them out but then the gift was still there so how can somebody still have the anointing when they've been taken out in their relationship with their heavenly father it can happen and it has happened and these people are it is not well with them and so just know that this is documented you can pull that up on YouTube and they went to the Reinhardt Bunky meeting, his wife, and they were in the basement and they started praying over the body of Daniel Ekachua and Daniel came to life. His body was dead. <laughs> his body was embalmed and they put the sticks up his nose and all that fluid. They had drained all of his fluids out of him and it had embalming fluid. He smelled like embalming fluid, but he was raised from the dead. He woke up. As they were calling him forth, he was raised from the dead. It was so powerful and so glorious. And his wife did not take no for an answer. She saw that scripture in, in Hebrews 11. And she stood on that word. Woman, receive their dead, raised to life again. And she would not say no and take no for an answer. So just know that the power of God delivered him, set him free, brought him out from the from being dead, (laughs) and raised from the dead, so it was so glorious, and so powerful, so I say to you today, stay true, stay true to the things of God, stay true to his word, stay in the anointing, stay under the anointing, but just realize that the anointing, it, it, it can be deceptive at times, because the gifts, our callings are irrevocable, and so those that are operating, and have these beautiful gifts, where are their person, are they growing in the knowledge? In the will of God, do they have a sure-founded relationship with the things of God, or have they sold out to the enemy? Have they sold out to the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, and all of these other things that can take them out? Can take anybody out, but especially those men and women that are called and anointed and appointed. They have a destiny. They have a, the plan of God to fulfill on their lives so when they stand before the Lord they can say well done they can hear those words well done that they're not that their minds are in one place and that they have this beautiful gift and they're just going with the gift, and they're just becoming a, a performance, and it's not out of a relationship any longer, but God wants ministry out of a relationship with pure heart and clean hands. He clearly wants all to be engrafted in Him. Psalms 91, He that abideth under the shadow of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. In my God will I trust. They, We want everybody to trust in the Lord and to be joyous and rejoicing. And even though you have a beautiful gift that's been given by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that your relationship is right there in tune and in touch right there. It's shining bright that you have good fruit, that it's not just a tree with leaves like the fig tree that Jesus cursed at the root. He wanted figs in that season. And so do you have figs in the season? Are you in the season? Seasons come and seasons go, but you will be instant in season and out of season because they, the, the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Let you be led by the spirit of God. Let you have the mind of Christ and be renewed in the spirit. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And allow God to have first place and rule over you. Let you not be named amongst. <laughs> let the gifts speak, but let your voice be heard. Let your voice and your your, your spirit man to be edified, to be full, to overflowing. That When he says you open your mouth, it will just rivers of living water. There would be rivers of healing, rivers of joy rivers of peace flowing out of the The inside of you, because you are a doer of the word, not just a hear only. Because God requires something from each of us. He requires us to do His word, not just hear it, but to to do it, to keep our relationship sound with Him, to spend time with Him, to be obedient to His word, to be obedient to His voice, to do what the word says to do, to be all that we can be in this life, because this life is just a vapor of that which is to come. So just know that He is calling you up higher today. He's calling you up higher today. So answer that call. Answer that call. Spend plenty. Allow to go yourself to go in that secret place and stay in that secret place until you've heard from heaven. Allow Him to give you the answers to those prayers today. Allow Him to speak those mysteries to you today. And we just thank you, Father. We thank you for this broadcast. We thank you, Father, for this joy report because it is good news. It It is good news. And we just thank you, Lord, for all those that are listening. We thank you, Father, that you fill them to the full. We thank you that you just engraft them deeper and wider. He said that we would know the depths and the widths. And that we would would be enlarged in our capacity to receive more and more and more. And as you pour out, he's going to give you more and more and more and more. So be purified in your hearts and in your minds today. Take everything thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Don't allow yourself to think on thoughts that are contrary, that go against the counsel and the knowledge of God's word. Don't allow yourself to speak words that you hear from other people that are gossip or slander or things that you don't need to be repeating because it edges in those seven things that God detests, a lying lips and feet that they go they go they go and they spread this they spread this all over when it's not founded it's not true the holy spirit is not in that the holy spirit is in the truth of his word he wants you walking in the truth and the light of his word and he doesn't want you in your hearts he doesn't want your feet that raised to do wrong he doesn't want a false witness who pours out lies no a person who sows discord he doesn't want that amongst the brethren he wants the truth if you speak the truth, you better back up the truth. It's not good enough for you just to know about it, but you need to know it. Find those scriptures, find those verses. Find if you're speaking something and you're called upon it, you give the fact, you show the evidence. You know, even us, we are to have our case before the Lord. It says, Isaiah 43 26, let us plead our cause, let us plead our case. Let us plead our case before our Heavenly Father. Put him in remembrance so thou mayest be justified. He wants you to be justified so you plead your case before the Father. That you create a case. Maybe you're believing for that miracle or that healing in your body. Plead your case before the Lord. Create a case because he's the righteous judge. Every promise and blessing are yes and amen. So let that be your portion today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. God love you. I love you. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah.